Hey guys, welcome to Ask the Podcast. Super glad you stopped by. Our team is made up of professional therapists and amateurs. Since we don't know your personal situation, we might get it wrong sometimes, but we will always give you the best advice we can with the information we have. We love getting your questions, so keep them coming. And this is a discussion format, so sometimes we curse, and sometimes we talk or laugh over each other. We want y'all to feel like part of our team. Remember, if you need emergency help, please call 911 or the suicide hotline, the number of which is on our website, www.askthepodcast.com. Hey, teens! Thanks for joining us today. Um, Sydney and I are talking about, and I'm Beth, by the way. I never say that. I always say Sydney and I. We're talking about bullying today because sometimes it can be kind of confusing about what actually is bullying and what is not bullying, but just people saying something you don't like. So let's get started. So Sydney, I guess one thing that you really like to clarify for kids and their parents, if someone has a different political view than you have, if somebody someone has a different opinion from yours, exactly, that's not bullying, especially right. if they are able to present it in a way that is not super hateful. It's one thing, like if Beth and I are talking about a different view on what's a good topping on pizza. You know, if I were to say to her, well, you know, Beth, I, I understand you really like pepperoni, but I think it's greasy and I, I really don't like it. That's different from me saying, well, you're stupid because you like pepperoni. <laughs> oh, see, I was just going to say, but you know, you're stupid because you don't like olives. Let's go down this. Come on. Come on, Sid. Take off the gloves. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Oh, I totally don't like olives. <laughs> I know you don't like olives. <laughs> I love them, but that's okay. I'm not going to force you to eat olives because I love and you more than I love olives. There you go. And I'm not going to bully you because it is okay for people to have different opinions from mine. And you can certainly dislike this or that or the other thing or like your olives or whatever. Um, But if you're calling me names and yelling at me because I like olives, yeah, that's a little bit aggressive and obnoxious. Yeah. I still um, don't know if it's bullying. It depends on the, 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 maybe the length of time, the duration or. I was about to say that. I still don't know if that's bullying. I think it's just bad manners. Yeah. Yeah. It's just rude. So what is bullying, Sydney? This it is has probably, many different faces. Right. And this is probably not the textbook definition, but when I think about bullying, I think about someone making you feel, I don't know, let me rephrase that because nobody can make you feel any way that you don't. But somebody them. going out of their way to try to make you feel. Someone trying to make you feel like you are. Uh, less than or unacceptable or somehow you don't belong because of, especially because of something that is inherent about you, like your height, your weight, your hair color, your brains, your, you know, preferences, those kind of things. And, and using that as a reason for characterizing you as a worthless person and letting you know that regularly. Yes. That counts. In my brain, that counts as bullying. I mean, it may not be the textbook definition, but that's. that's no, I, I agree with you. And I, I think that also, you know, it can also span out. It may not just be that one single person. They may be trying to influence people around you both to have those opinions about you too. They may be encouraging others to inflict discomfort, pain, you know, attempt to make you feel like you don't belong, like you- yeah, they're trying to isolate you. Yeah, and that is bullying. And it can happen in person. It can happen in social media. 
It can happen by phone calls. It can happen by letters, you know, notes stuck to your locker or put in your locker, you know, pretending everybody goes back to school and everything. It can happen in many different ways. And I think an important component of this that we also need to address, because you were saying hair color, you know, clothes that you wear, whatever. Okay, skin color, your ethnicity, your race, your culture, your religion, your sexual orientation, your gender identity, even in cisgender identity, you know, misogynistic behavior can be bullying. And that can be the reverse too. It can be treating boys poorly because they're boys also. I I just don't know what the word for that is. Huh? That that's that's an interesting question though because um we were talking about disagreements and personal opinions. I have witnessed some very interesting conversations between people where, for example, one of them would say that they were brought up Christian and therefore they were taught that being gay was not um, was not okay in mm-hmm. in their particular Christian religion, but they were having a very civil and personal respectful respectful there you go respectful conversation with a person who was gay and basically just trying to understand their point of view and explaining how they were brought up like that didn't count as bullying in my eyes and and actually side note we can edit this out if you want um there was a very interesting conversation that i witnessed between two of my friends um a, a cisgendered straight male um and a uh, cisgendered lesbian female, right? Where the male said, I just don't get gay guys. And she said, she immediately launched into like, you're homophobic, you're a horrible person, blah, blah, you're blah. A bigot. Homophobic, yeah. You're a big, you know, that kind of thing. And he was like, no, no, hold up. I just don't understand the, the attraction because I am not attracted to other men. It doesn't mean that they have to, you know, in some my beliefs yeah right they, they don't have to fit into my pocket I'm just saying I don't get it and it's funny because I in that conversation I brought up the same thing about pizza like I just don't understand people that like you know anchovies on their pizza you can or say olives. olives I would say you won't offend me if you go down the olive thing <laughs> I, I I usually pick anchovies but I don't think anybody eats anchovies anymore but I, I do I like Ed and I like anchovies really you like anchovies and olives yes could you I'm, love I'm, me any more than you do I, right now in this moment? I uh, okay. You are entitled to consume <laughs> whatever food. I'm entitled to my food. taste buds. Yes, I am. You they are. are what they are. My my point in that whole thing was that the the um, female in that conversation immediately jumped to you know, you, you are being a horrible person because you don't agree or you're not, you know, I, I, I I don't know what even, yeah, exactly. That kind of thing, which I thought, you know, very interesting way was another form of bullying. Absolutely. That you have to fit into the way that we want to think, even if it's, you know, on the traditionally quote unquote liberal or the traditionally quote unquote conservative side of any particular issue, you know, you, you can be a bully in the other direction as well. Absolutely. So it's possible, by the way, to try and get people to move their opinion on certain political things without being a bully or a jerk. Yes. Because that opened up the conversation in the, in the, in the, 
example I was giving about the the person who was brought up Christian and the person who was gay, um, their conversation was very respectful and opened the eyes of both of them, including the, the, the guy who was gay, who was like, wow, you know, I didn't realize how baked in it is and that it's not just people choosing to be jerks. It's that they just really don't, they've always been taught that that's a, that's a right. bad thing. Yeah. And if you haven't been exposed to something else, it can be very difficult to have any sort of comprehension of what the other side is. You know, it, I, it, so a lot of people say there's always two, two sides to a coin. My feeling is, you know, some coins not only have two sides, they also have the, the edge, right? But some of the coins have ridges on their edges. And so how many, and each ridge has sides and a top and a valley. You know, I mean, there are so many different perspectives out there. There aren't just two. We do not live in a binary world where humans think, well, okay, a lot of humans think in a very binary manner, but the reality is we're all in a bunch of gray area, right? Life is on a spectrum, almost everything. The more I think about it, you know, the more I, as I get older, you know, everything in life is basically on a spectrum. It's not black and white, you know? Yeah, I, I was hoping you'd bring that story up. I really like that story, uh, the one about the cisgender lesbian woman and the cisgender straight guy. Um, because I think that that's a very powerful thing. It is very easy when you are somebody who's trying to make a difference. It's very easy to automatically to be listening for offensive messages and to, to jump on the defensive. And one thing that I love, I follow so many amazing people um, in social media and just having respectful conversations and, and offering a platform to somebody who has a different opinion or a different, something different about themselves can give you an opportunity to learn so much. You know, having our minds open, it's important. We can, there's so much more to life than our tiny little spheres. And you actually, the more you learn, like maybe the first time you uh, heard about chocolate milk, you were like, I'm sorry, what gross. And then you tasted it and you're like, sweet mother, why have I never tasted this, this nectar of the gods before? <laughs> or maybe you hate chocolate milk. You know, I don't know. I, <laughs> maybe you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, I know. I'm a nut milk drinker myself. So hate speech. If you are being called things based on the color of your skin, your race, your ethnicity, your religion, your culture, that is bullying. If somebody's like going out of their way to stigmatize you, okay, disability, mental illness, whatever, you know, if they're going out of their way to stigmatize you and to try to make you external to the group, that is bullying. Um, if you're doing that to people, that's bullying. That ain't cool. You need to stop that. You need to check it because here's the deal. And I think this happens in a lot of situations with a lot of popular kids where they're inside the group and they are bullying other people. They are spreading rumors. They are stigmatizing. They are, they are excluding other people. And then someday, one day, oops, you're not in the group anymore. You're on the outside yikes. And they're doing it to you. That, that don't feel right. That don't feel good. 
So try and take that into account. I know it can be really challenging when you're a teenager to think about how somebody else is feeling and put yourself in their shoes, but it can be really beneficial to you to really try and think about, am I doing something harmful? Am I being an asshole? All right. How would you, how would you feel if you were in that person's shoes? Yeah. And I, I think for some people, it's very difficult to imagine that. I know people, I've worked with people who genuinely cannot understand somebody else's perspective. I've been told flat out, I don't understand anybody who wouldn't like to, who doesn't like foam on their cappuccino, you know, would rather drink a latte than a cappuccino. And that person genuinely could not comprehend. And and actually that person said to me at one point, I can't understand why anybody else would think or like things that I don't think or like. And, you know, they exist. There are people out there who, who really genuinely cannot understand somebody else's perspective. But you can always learn to try to understand somebody else's perspective. It's a choice. So I also think it's important, though, in terms of managing bullying, how to deal with it is to get your resources around you, starting with yourself. You know, no one, how I said, no one's allowed to make you feel any certain way. I, that's yeah. one of my favorite quotes. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt. You, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yeah, I like um, that. I, I, I have been a heavyset person all my life and I have had lots of people make unhelpful comments about the way I physically look. And I, at a very early age, decided they don't have to like how I look because I don't care if they like how I look. And of course, at the beginning, it, it, it hurt, but it, what I figured out was that's their problem. That's not my problem. You know, obviously I'm not talking about physical bullying. You don't want anybody to be able to physically hurt you or um, things like that. And that's where you need the resources outside of yourself. But in terms of things that you can always carry with you, your own sense of self, you can always carry that with you. You can always decide that you don't have to care what those other people think about you. And the, I think the other important thing to recognize um, for, for young folks in, in terms of this is that you may feel alone right now, but that's not gonna last for the rest of your life. You will be able to find your group. You will be able to find your people. There are gonna be times in your life where you are more isolated and there are gonna be times in your life where you're less isolated. And so this is just practice. You know, not that you need to accept it, but uh, I'm not talking about accepting the, the negative behaviors. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to you don't have to worry about being as isolated as you may feel because that's not going to last forever. Absolutely. And I, I think it's particularly hard when you live in a smaller community where everybody knows everybody else's business. It can it can feel like the entire world is narrow-minded and will never accept you. But I promise there is a whole world outside of your community. And there are there there is somebody out there who will get you. If you're quirky, there's somebody out there who will get you. And uh, you know, you just have to sometimes in high school, middle school, high school, you have to just sort of like hang on to get the hell out. But yeah, it's uh, I like what you're saying, Sydney. Absolutely. 
So that's the thing, by the way, about being isolated. Um, most of our listeners, teenagers, will have gone to a relatively large school, maybe a public school, whatever, most of them in America, right? Everyone under the age of 18 in America is required to go to school or your parents have to somehow prove that they're educating you. It's federal law, right? So what that means is that you are in a large group with a lot of differing kinds of people who have a lot of different kinds of views and a lot of different upbringings, right? And experiences. And experiences. So the farther you get in your education, for example, once you get to college for your undergraduate degree, yes, there are required classes that everybody has to sit through, but you get a different population. Potentially you get drawn to the people that are more like you. And then the farther up in your education that you get, or even in your career, the more you are spending time with people who have similar interests to yours. If you like cars and you become a mechanic, guess what? You're going to be working with other people that also like cars. Yep. And so you have a common interest, yes. right? By the time I hit graduate school, the only thing I was studying was social work. And so all of the other students around me also liked social work, <laughs> right? Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, when I was in middle school math, not everybody gave a crap about math. Yes. You know, not everybody gave a crap about high school biology, but they were there because they had to be, you mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. So the farther you get in your life, the more you get to pick, not only pick your friend group, but you get access to people that are, that have common, similar interests to yours. So those of you in middle school or high school, if you feel as though you will never find your friend group, guess what? You're wrong. <laughs> you will. It just takes time sometimes. And even those, those of you who are in college, or you're young adults, you know, you are out of high school and you're still looking for your group, you will find your group. They are out there. I mean, it took me, I found my real group when I became a mom. It took me that long. So I was 30 before I really started the, well, yeah, the friends that I have like from then to now are some of my favorite friends ever in my life because I'm a very quirky person and they love me for who I am. <laughs> and it's a beautiful uh, thing. Yeah. You will find your people. It may not happen as quickly as you want it to, but you know, one beautiful thing about the internet and social media is there are so many amazing people who walk to the beat of a different drum who have created safe places to be with other people who are similar to them or whatever. So if you're struggling in your own community to find somebody who gets you, you know, maybe look and see if you can find a group online or like, you know, find a YouTube channel to follow because, you know, those can actually be really uplifting. This is where social media influencers can be very positive impacts on your life because they can give you hope because you know, you know, there's somebody out there who understands, even if they have millions of followers and they don't respond to you, you're still part of their village. You're still part of that group. So that brings up an interesting point. I, not, not that we necessarily need to have empathy for the bullies, but. Oh no, I'm glad you're going down there. Cause I was thinking about this too. I, I have found in my life that many of the people who engage in that behavior they are somehow jealous or intimidated or envious of your life, right? Mm -hmm. And 
you know, just to, just to build on the example of, um, you know, people making fun of my body type, I was very confident in the positive pieces of, of how I look. Right. And I had a couple of college, uh, they lived on my dorm hallway, right. Who basically, I mean, even at the college age, were still kind of bullying me and, and were talking about how I looked and that I was overweight or whatever. And, and basically I, I, it was entirely because they did not have a social life and I did. Right. And they felt like it wasn't fair that they were working so hard to look cute and to, and to watch their weight and all that. And they didn't have anyone romantically interested in them. And I did. No, so maybe if they had, if they had had more calories, they might've felt better and been less hangry. Just saying. <laughs> Perfect example of that. Sydney white, check it out y'all. Okay. Actually, I think another example, um, on Netflix, I think, is it called sex ed with Otis is the main character. Um, anybody remember I've watched it. I binged the hell out of it. Love it. Um, but it's been, it's been a few months. So I've forgotten. Cause you know, I forget everything. The the antagonist in that, and okay, here comes a spoiler, you guys, but with luck, you've already watched it because it was on Netflix a long time ago. The antagonist, who is the bully in that show, he bullies the hell out of the best friend of our main character, who is Black, and he is also gay. And it turns out at the end of the first season that the bully is, or is it the second season? Anyhow, the bully is gay. His dad is the headmaster and puts a ton of pressure on him. He hates himself for the fact that he's gay, you know, doesn't want to acknowledge it to himself because it, it goes against everything he's been brought up to believe in, right? Um, he knows his, his dad will hate him for that. And anyhow, it's just, it's interesting because it's like, it, I think that's a really nice way of dissecting a bully. I, the, a lot of times bullies are very insecure and maybe they are being bullied at home by their parents or a parent or a sibling. You know, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives. But that being said, there are also some people who just enjoy making other people feel bad and they feel better about themselves if they exclude. If I'm excluding you from this situation and I'm included, that makes me feel better about myself. Or maybe they just don't even know that they're being assholes, but I think some people do. And I think they, they get off on it. So yeah, bullies suck. Don't be a bully. Be a kind person. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to send us your questions on Instagram handle at ask the podcast or by email ask at ask the podcast.com. trying to figure this whole thing out too.